You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening. I hope you're all doing very well. I'm Florrie and I'm delighted as ever to be joined in the studio by my wonderful co-host Leo. Hello, Leo. Hi. Hello. And today we are one woman down as Soy is in Poland and more on that later. But don't despair as we have a brilliant guest producer in the studio with us this evening, Anna Rosecare. Hi. Hi. Hello, Anna. Anna, would you like to just introduce yourself? Sure. So I am a creative. I work as a creative in a big advertising agency, um, which will become very relevant uh, very shortly. For today's discussion. Yes. Sure thing. Uh, So this week we're going to be talking about confidence at work. We'll be sharing our experiences and hearing the voices of other women who've uh, kindly submitted some voice clips for the show. So thank you very much to those women. Uh, so now it's time as ever for frustration on celebration of the week. Who's going first? I'll kick us off. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reticent to put this one out there, but I, for me, Very Loose Women is about honesty and I need to be honest about this. <laughs> Backstory, I was given a Windows laptop and I previously had a Mac for most of my working life. And I discovered that on Microsoft laptops, you get, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this, inbuilt um, games. So initially, like what came on it was Solitaire, which is like the Solitaire suite, which is all of the card games. Love but- Solitaire, <laughs> literally love it. Linked to that were word games. And I love playing Bananagrams with my girlfriend and her dad. Like it's like one of these things that we do all the time. So I was like, ah, oh, look, there's a Word Games one. I downloaded the Word Games game and I'm just completely hooked on this Bananagram style game called Wordament. I'm currently on level 41. I've been playing for like a week. Um, <laughs> How many have, hours is this? <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm on the third adventure path. I'm a seasoned player now. I've gone through like Skilled and all of these other, like I don't even play Candy Crush. Like I don't play games <laughs> on phones or computers. I just don't do it. And I finally been you like- now? You're I've an played, addict, you're a filthy I've, addict. I know, I've been completely hooked now. I'm like in it, I'm done for. All of my time is gone. <laughs> and what about you, Anna? Uh, so it's our Christmas party tomorrow and the theme is Hollywood. So everyone is um, dressing in tuxedos and like beautiful glittery gowns. And me and the people sitting on my desk have decided to go as Jurassic Park. So I'm going to our super glamorous um, Hollywood party dressed as Lex from Jurassic Park. Is, Which that, one's a t- is that a T-Rex? No, she's the tiny little girl with the pigtail that has like mud all over her. Oh, oh so not a dinosaur. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was thinking you were going to go full T-Rex. Oh, no, other people are going as dinosaurs. We're doing, oh, we're doing the whole lot. I love that. Yeah. You know what I would do? Mosquito and Amber, because that is the crucial part of Jurassic Park. It always gets over, like, how did they get there in the first place? It was a mosquito in Amber. That's, That's why it's there. That's the crucial part of that Might story. A bit late to change my Park. costume. Okay. <gasps> Spoiler. I'm a bad person. I have a, I have also a Christmas sort of related mm. celebration, which is just that I'm feeling very Christmassy and it's a nice feeling. I walked through Soho and sort of Carnaby Street and Covent Garden on Friday night and it just looked very lovely. It's was probably not great for the environment, but... The Friday night when you stayed up until 6am... Was it, it was it that kind that. of merry? Because yes, I'm not feeling Christmas. But it was a, I actually ended up staying up a little bit later than that. That's when we left the club. Anyway. 
that's Good night. enough of that. <laughs> the Christmas um, spirit was there. The, I was feeling so Christmassy. Many of the Christmas um, spirits. <laughs> uh, so this episode is all about confidence at work, whether we feel we have it or we don't, and what impacts our confidence in a professional setting. To me, I guess having confidence at work is um, is about feeling comfortable. It's about knowing the job, knowing your skill set, um, knowing that your skill set matches the requirements of the role, um, and also having proper support. And I think your colleagues and whether or not you have a good workplace culture, if it's a healthy work environment, make a massive, massive difference um, to my confidence for sure. What do you both need to feel confident at work? I'd say for for me, it's very much what you said. It's people around me knowing what my skills are and asking me things that are relevant to that. And also, if they're asking me something beyond, creating an environment where it's okay to ask them, how do I change this? Mm. I'd say if I have those two things, I'm actually really happy in any job. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, it's remembering that everyone's like a human being and that no one's out there to get you or bring you down. Mm. We're all just making bread and getting bread um, <laughs> um Anna you have a really interesting job in quite a male-dominated industry could you just tell us a bit about about your experience if anyone's seen Mad Men that is exactly what my workplace is kind of like um, mm. is there like a room where everyone goes to drink whiskey <laughs> there kind of is yeah wow yeah I was expecting you to say no <laughs> It's obviously a lot less sexist these days, which is great. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I first started um, in creative, 3% of creative directors worldwide are women. 3%, mm. which is not at all reflective of the population or 85% of people who are buying products. So 85% of consumers are women, 3% mm. of creative directors are women. Um, I think that's actually gone up to about 11% now. But it's still, still really, really mm. bad. Mm. And so I think the confidence thing uh, comes up quite a lot for women in the industry. And it's a particularly tough job because everyone hates advertising. So it's not like you're making work that people are excited to see. They're trying to skip it all the time. And, mm. you know, to get that out actually into the world, you've got to go through your clients, you've got to go through your boss, you've got to go through consumer groups. And it's like people constantly... Um, rejecting your ideas and your creative vision that you're putting out there. So I think you build a resist, uh, resilience pretty quickly, um, or you kind of have to. And then we have kind of industry awards that help us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think confidence at work is a huge issue for women in creative um, or advertising in general. Yeah, and we all we all kind of have moments um, when we doubt ourselves. It's very kind of. It's human to have days off, uh, to have off days and to get nervous before, you know, presenting or public speaking. Um, but have we kind of ever experienced a more kind of, I don't know, serious kind of confidence crisis or something that runs a little deeper than that or, you know, experienced real self-doubt at work? I think that my attitude to that has changed hugely throughout my 20s. As listeners know, I am 30. I repeat this, I think, <laughs> on an episodely basis. Um, but when I started work, I was actually a little bit cocky. Like, um, I was, I found the job ridiculously easy. I was running an online uh, library, it was called, which is essentially a website. Um, uh, but it had, like, a lot of books, and we are trying to promote French culture in the UK. I think 
the people who were asking me to do things didn't really understand what my job was, even though they had employed me to do it. Um, I was essentially coordinating between distributors and then putting it on a shelf, um, but online, and then also working in library. I found it um, easy, but because it was easy, it was very draining because it was very repetitive. And all the bits that I found fun weren't valued, and it was just... I want to go into work and feel happy. And so I think the confidence there was confidence that not so much that I could do the job well initially, but like uh, throughout my 20s, it was it was confidence that I was heading in a direction that I wanted to be heading in. And I found that actually the hardest bit. Um, so I did a teacher training, which I found that the training that they give you for teaching, standing up in front of a group of kids and just being like, I have to do this and mm-hmm. I have to look like I know what I'm doing for this crowd. Otherwise, I am going to be walked all over by this group of 11-year-old boys. Um, yes. It's actually very relevant Excellent to any training. workplace. Yeah, I can so yeah. imagine. You have to just go into any meeting and be like, I have as much right to be here and I am in control of the situation and just bluff the whole way through. And a teacher training is solid foundation in that. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Um, so now we're going to hear about some experiences for, from some other women that we gathered. Um, we've got an audio clip to play now. Here we go. Well, listeners, it's Soy here. And as I'm sure you can tell, I'm not in the studio. I'm actually in a city called Katowice, which is in the south of Poland. And I'm here for work. I'm here covering a United Nations climate change conference, which is known as COP24. And it's quite relevant because I'm here as... A journalist and I have had an immense struggle within the industry to find my footing which has then led to a lack of confidence and it's been quite a severe lack of confidence in the sense that there have been jobs I have not gone for even though I'm perfectly qualified to go for them because I feel like I just won't get them I feel like someone else will and that someone else is very much likely to be a white straight privileged male and that is exactly what I'm not and because of that background element it can really exacerbate the feeling of not being good enough for something and it takes all these it takes these women around me Leo and Florrie um, some of my closest friends other members of my family to help encourage me to go for these things and there are still so many times when I don't do it because I feel like I just won't I can't deal with everything that comes from it the whole process of going for something of working for something which the outcome is uh, a comment which might be you know you were great but you didn't have something and you never know what that something is and I have a lot of skills which I think make me a good journalist and I do genuinely believe that but because of how difficult it is and because of the way that journalism is still pretty elitist I feel like I have doubted my career in this profession and it's a very difficult thought and I think if anything what we can do is as always just support each other through that to help each other find that confidence. As an artist, uh, as a photographer, I worked with different, I worked in different studios. And what I observe is that it is a pretty much male oriented environment. Um, I can count, and there were very few teams, there were 
women uh, orientated or, or or it was led by a woman i can count one at least so that's that's quite interesting uh, you know because as as a woman if you don't feel if you don't see yourself represented you 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 can doubt your skills you can doubt you know if if you have what it takes or if you're going to to be accepted you know in 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 that environment yeah i don't think that that skills are very nurtured i think that's always that point where you are questioned about your physical skills mainly than your you know your aptitude your passion to do the work confidence to me at work can be affected by a lot of things so it's not just your performance but sometimes it depends on how people see you in the company so for example one of my recent experiences is you know how my confidence level has varied after i've had my annual appraisal so we have a 360 degree approach to an appra- an annual appraisal and you know the things that i've heard the feedback from people about my performance about my attitude at work about my efforts and you know it, it all affected my confidence like afterwards some some comments obviously has affected my confidence positively but you know other other comments on my probably my attitude or my effort has slightly you know affected my confidence in an i don't want to say negative way but i just felt like it was good to know you know that information probably wouldn't have been so useful because some comments are just not very constructive they're not detailed so i don't know what people are saying about me And thank you very much again to those women who shared their experiences with us. I just wanted to pick up actually on that last point that was made about appraisals and what having feedback at work can um do to your confidence. And I think kind of I think actually not having any feedback really affects your confidence. So but you don't know you're actually doing a good job. You don't know how to develop and in what areas. And I think kind of not having a massive ego I think means that unless somebody's telling you that you're very good at something, you don't automatically assume it. and i think yeah just kind of knowing your development is taken seriously and that you're probably supported makes a massive massive difference in how you feel at work and i just want to pick up on something really interesting that you uh, mentioned earlier when we were talking which is about the different ways in which women are told to be confident at work kind of reminded me of this Sheryl Sandberg lean in feminist advice directed at women the kind of um you know just speak louder at meetings and men won't shout at you and nick your ideas and which is just you know individualizes what are kind of like real structural problems could you just elaborate on some of the other ways that women are told to to, yeah. to grow their own confidence so there was a um a TED talk uh, in 2011 a woman named Amy Cuddy um who was talking about a power pose which is essentially where you kind of man spread in meetings or you kind of show with your body language that you're controlling the room and that apparently gives you more confidence because it's like you're faking it until you make it so that if you pretend to smile then eventually it will make you happy but i do wonder how much of this is just us being told that we as women don't fit yeah or, or we as women need to act more like men to have confidence or to fit into the workplace and actually what's wrong with mm. our feminine traits or anyone's feminine traits i think the flip side of that is honesty like we're being honest about how we feel our skill set is and uh and it's you know maybe 
that's the correct approach and not like always bluffing and blagging. Um, just off that, earlier this week, Michelle Obama, she's doing a book tour at the moment, and she was asked at one of her, I think it was a reading, about equality and marriage. And she said, I tell women that whole you can have it all. Um, it's not always enough to lean in because that shit doesn't work. And she, she was then she apologized on Twitter for saying shit. Um, <laughs> But it's telling that she she was in a very powerful position. She's a very successful lawyer. She's had kids. Like, from the outside, it looks all glitzy. And she's like, no, this takes a lot of work. And things don't come easily to women. And mm. she's, you know, a woman of color on top of that. So I think it's good to recognize that um, even people who, who seem to have a graced life don't exactly. uh, don't feel they fit in. Exactly. Yeah, there are pl- plenty of kind of structural issues work that relate to gender. Also race, class, disability, plenty of other things um, about how, like, women's confidence is perceived or how women are perceived at work how people relate to women in the workplace um it's kind of yeah i don't want to stray into kind of like a bit of a predictable ba- a debate about whether this is me and my psychology is this uh, is this society is this men's behavior but i think it would be interesting to kind of think about i you know whether or not we have to act towards a traditional you know what kind of like white male idea about what professionalism and confidence is is at work and what that looks like um or perhaps workplace cultures need to be more adaptable um you know to a wide variety of people do we have any tips for people going through a little bit of a confidence crisis at work Anna, you've got something to say on this. Yeah, so I think the first thing is if you've been hired for the job, especially if you're a woman and you've been hired by a white cis man who could have hired his nephew, um, you probably are incredibly qualified for the job and that should give you a bunch of confidence just to begin with. There's a stat that women will only apply for a job if they've got 100% of the experience or skills listed in the job. Uh, description, whereas men will apply for it if they've got 60%. Mm. And uh, we kind of know nepotism is still rampant in the UK. Um, if he's got 60% of the skills and knows someone who works there, he's probably going to get the job. So if, you, if you've got in the door in the first place, you should feel confident because you're much more qualified than some of the other people doing it. Um, I'm freelance, so my appraisal is kind of on a rolling basis so I feel like when I do get a job I do feel exactly that like oh they definitely want me here this is nice yeah yeah uh tips I don't know because I feel like easy like I can give as many tips as I like but I still have those moments where I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I would like to see the way that I put myself down sometimes as a quality rather than saying I shouldn't do that because I want people to know that when they're working with me I am honest about what I can give and yeah. and I want I will always work to the best of my ability I know that yeah. um, but I can't give something that I don't know how to do I so think you need it, to yeah. teach me yeah. I totally get that and I think there's something to be said about this kind of I don't know what I don't know how to describe it it's not like uh, like false confidence or kind of like I don't know yeah just like bullshitting your way through it and actually having a bit of humility and just like being a bit more relatable and not having to be like overly arrogant which kind of like alienates other people in a way as mm. well there's something to be said for that um, definitely definitely yeah my bit of advice I think would be yes. to unionize in your workplace and to support your colleagues make your workplace a supportive environment for different people and different ways of working 
now. I think that's all we've got time for on today's show. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Very Loose Women. Our podcast is acast.com slash women. Listen to our archive and don't forget to subscribe to never miss an episode and give us some five-star ratings too. Oh, we love those. And also comment. Someone commented in June. I only just saw it. Thank you so much. Please leave more comments. We love positive yeah. listener comments. <laughs> Keep them coming. Um, and Facebook messages and tweets as well. We love all of this. Fan mail. Yes. Write letters too. <laughs> um, this episode was produced by me, uh, Flory, and also Anna. Thank you very much, Anna. Uh, it was co-produced by Leo. Audio engineering was done by John at Resonance 104.4 FM. You can follow us on Twitter at VLW Radio and we're VLW Radio on Instagram too. And we're Very Loose Women on Facebook. Thank you and good night, listeners.